listeners, you're listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Nightmare Junkhead! With Genius McGee and Greg D. I'm Gigi Saul Guerrero from Lucha Gore Productions. Ah! Gore is love, baby. Weaving in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that can trip the light fandango like nobody's business. My name is Greg D. And I'm Genius McGee. <laughs> and on today's podcast, in accordance with our 35mm horror series at the Alamo Draft House, we're going back to school, squeezing into our best ballet slippers, and dancing with some witches as we talk about the 1977 classic, Suspiria. But before we go any further, let me remind you we're a part of the Boom Howdy Podcast Network. Boom Howdy. And you can find all of our past episodes at BoomHowdy.com, or if you're like me and you like to listen to us on the go, simply search for Nightmare Junkhead in your iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud app, subscribe to us, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your witch hole. Oh, very nice and timely, man. Well, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know we're about to set off an exciting I, I just I don't know. This is going to be great. This is we've been anticipating this for quite a long time. It's a thirty-five millimeter series, purely thirty-five millimeter at the Alamo Draft House. All horror, all thirty-five millimeter, and we. I don't know if it was so much Jay and I, genius and I, on this one, <laughs> but uh, between Ryan and our guest here, uh, starting us off with this film because this is God. I mean, what can you say? What can you not say about this? Uh, but our gentleman that came in, this is a special podcast. So we brought in the big guns. Uh, he is the co-host. You're, he's a wild man. <laughs> wild, wild card, bitches. <laughs> he is the co-host of Control Alt Delete, which you can find here on the Boom Howdy Podcast Network. He is the owner of the Screenland Theaters. He is a filmmaker, short film, long, all the in between. You guys, you know him, you love him. Welcome to the pop, pop, this podcast for the first time. Second, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right, that's right. He was on Nerds. He was on Nerds. Not this Nightmare is the Junkhead. first Nightmare Junkhead. All Adam right. Roberts, it's how are you, man? because the lights are off for this one. Well, yeah, yeah. We, we're all <laughs> looking each dark. other in the eye this time. <laughs> we're doing the whole Argento thing yeah. with dark and lights. I was going to put on some light. Red lighting, red yeah. lights. <laughs> so, I mean, you are like a self-professed super fan yeah. of Suspiria. Which uh, I, uh, helps Argento none. He makes no money no off money me. No money from that, <laughs> from your enthusiasm yeah, and yeah. passion. He's just, that stupid son of a bitch. I don't well, know I think if that's he thinks that about all Americans. Because, <laughs> yeah, uh, I tell him I was Canadian if I ran into him. It's like, oh, Mr. Argento, you're great. Uh, oh, oh, hola, Mr. Argento. Es bueno, si? Have you seen my cut of Dawn of the Dead? It is the best cut. It's like five hours long. It just, oh, it's God. got everything in it. He, everything and then... And then some of those <laughs> stuff I shot that's not even part that of you sh- <laughs> that actually you can do nowadays anymore. Um, what is like what I, this is the question I'm posing to everyone here because it's such a weird it's just a weird movie. Mm-hmm. What was your reaction? Do you remember the first time you saw it in terms of how you responded to it? I think it it took it's a movie that I heard about for a long 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 time before I ever actually got a do you see. remember do you remember what like all the hype was? Um, not really. I, I remember it being like the giallo film and and i was like what is the uh, i love giallo, giallo. it's tasty right no <laughs> no everybody yeah. loves giallo and i think i i'm trying to remember where i would actually have seen the first clip from it but i remember um being like this is the like not like the penultimate giallo film although some people say that 
I, I wouldn't consider it. I wouldn't either. Actually, I, I would it's... say there's many other Argento films that you mm-hmm. could put that in. Yeah. Um, I would say this barely even is one. It is in the sense that, I mean, compared to something like Deep Red. It's yeah, not, you know, if you went by yeah the the bylines and guidebook, you yeah. Know. So uh, I guess like I, I read about Jalo films before I even saw much of, uh, about them before I even saw this, you know. And then and a lot of that was like clips from Deep Red, um, you know, Peeping Tom things like the original slashers, I guess. And, yeah. And that led to like Black Christmas. So I ended up going down the sla- full on slasher route before I even found Suspiria because it was impossible to find. Um, because of the rights issues in America. So there's no like official Blu-ray in America. There's no DVD officially in America. There was a VHS. There was the VHS. VHS. Yeah. Um, but that was even then that was really hard to find. Um, and no one showed it on film. There's no real film prints that are in circulation that aren't collectors. Right. Which is kind of amazing considering the fact that we're getting a chance to see on another good, just great 35 millimeter print. So I think I originally saw it, on a VHS copy, and probably I'm gonna say like 2000 or so. Oh, okay. So Mid teens. Okay. Oh, that's um, right. I always forget you're younger than yeah. us. You know, <laughs> you whippersnapper. Like, 2000s. Hell, I was you know an adult man by then. <laughs> uh, Back in the summer of art too. <laughs> it took a long time to find it. I yeah. think, and there was so much. Even that with all the build up, I was like, you know, what is this movie? Because I would, he, you know, I, I knew Goblin. By that time, because I had seen Dawn of the Dead and I had mm-hmm. seen a couple of these other Goblin films. Mm-hmm. So I was familiar with their scores. And I think I'd even seen Argento films because I'm pretty sure I, I had seen Deep Red and Opera by that point. Okay. Because they were more accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, but Suspiria for the first time was like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, so so I saw a lot of Italian horror at this point. So, the, you know, nothing was jarring for me. The, the the dubbing the some people speak English and some people in the same scene are speaking uh, yeah, a completely different language. Alien. The dubbing is alien head. Don't worry, you're good. Sorry, I got raped by an alien. I thought this was a butt. You thought- not- <laughs> the entire time I was. It's like, my oh, impression a- of the Incredible Hulk. You know, it's right. Just it's put little green pants or purple pants on it. And you'll be fine. <laughs> um, so you, I mean, you, but you had a little bit of the 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 Italian flair. You know, some international yeah. horror to kind of prep you for this. Yeah. So yeah. like the beyond. I mean. All that, you know, the Fulci, all the Fulci mm-hmm. stuff was like hard from, you know, first of all, I became like a, an admin collector of like finding these Fulci movies. And then, and then slowly it was like, who, but who is this mysterious Argento? <laughs> like, cause he, he was, it was so hard to find. Even when I saw opera it, and, and I liked opera quite a bit, I didn't love it. I liked it. Um, it, it was just like a slow process. It was like this guy who people talk about who mm-hmm. I can't fucking see his movies. And then when I finally saw Suspiria, I was like, whoa, what the fuck? And a lot of what the fuck happened in like 98 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of what the fuck. And, 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 you know, then it became, I was obsessed with Argento and, and I either went to the torrents to find them because that was the easiest place to find good copies. Cause mm-hmm. you know, I, I watched that on VHS and then DVDs were coming out in Europe. And I wanted to see the DVDs. And once you go through his catalog of films, you're like, well, Brian De Palma doesn't exist without him. David oh Fincher doesn't exist without him. You know, their styles are, are Argento, 70s and early 80s Argento, like to a T. Um, and then you're like, what the fuck happened to Argento? Like, 
it, it's it's interesting. But but the first time I saw Suspiria, it was a rewatch immediately. It was one of those okay, now let's go back because that was incredible. I need to try to ingest this a little bit more. And still, when I've seen it, you know, I've probably seen it a hundred times, maybe close to it. Okay, um, that's and that's me. Like I hold it, you know, I, a lot of those watches were pre twenty. Um, and just being obsessed with watching Argento. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because it's hard. You can copy his camera moves, which those guys have done. And, our, and De Palma did a lot of his lighting, I think. He was the only one that really did the blue wash and the red wash. Um, but it's hard to copy it because if you do the red and blue wash, you get you are Argento. And especially, <laughs> you know, De Palma did it in not really horror films. So I, he can get away with it. He was doing mob movies, you know, right. killers. Right, right. Um, arguably... American Giallos. Um, that I can yeah, that, that yeah, I can go with yeah. actually, um, kind of but he, the, he can get away with it. Yeah, you know. But uh, you, you make a horror movie and you do the red and white and blue splash. It's oh, you're Argento. Yeah, oh, trying to tell me you're not. Yeah. But you know, it was it was all all these repeated repeated viewings, and then eventually I get to the, now I'm to the point where if I meet somebody who hasn't seen, it, I'm like, oh, we're gonna see it. You know, I try to find one person every time. So I'm bringing this week. I'm bringing a, a buddy of mine who's never even heard of it. Nice. And, oh and wow. He's, in, he's crazy into music. So I'm like, oh, oh you could hate, wow. I'm like, you could hate the movie, yeah. but you're gonna blow your mind when you hear the score. And he's never heard the score. Wow. Because he's not. He's not a huge. He loves movies, but he's not. He doesn't really seek him out. He's not like us, you know. Yeah, he's he's a, not an obsessive collector. He's you know? an obsessive music musician and music guy, and he loves a lot of movies, but he doesn't like dig through them. He's all recommendations. So this is going to open up another world for him, man. Like he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna like whoa. So that's what I do now. Now uh, I try to, and I, I try to never let anybody watch it at home if possible. You know, I show I've shown it one time in theater, and then now there's this 35 circulating, right? Um, and two times in six months is amazing. Um, yeah. So. Um, and whenever I watch it now, it's like, especially seen on the big screen for, that was my first time, you know, when I showed it, I watched pieces of it. Um, and watching it on 35 was a little bit different because the coloring is so the Blu-ray transfer that I showed was the European Blu-ray and it's not completely accurate. It's a little pink, mm, okay. a little washed out a little bit. Um, but this is the colors are so accurate. And it was like watching it and for the first time for again because, the, you know, having seen it so many, so many times, it was right. seeing so many of these scenes. And I'm, I'm like, whoa, <coughs> I don't remember that. I don't remember that. This happened differently. And, and mm-hmm. it's like, this is a different cut of the movie. Like, that's kind of incredible. Director's cut. <laughs> there's, there's things that are just so different. And I, I, I've never really thought like the format size is, it, I don't think it's really too much for me, but the, the, the print is so, is the best, you know, it's. That's going to be apparently there is a Blu-ray release happening in America. Are they basing it off of? It's a different one that's actually apparently never played. Really? And it's hmm. going to so be like they're four. Yeah, doing a four K like complete like blow up of it. And they bought I think they bought theatrical rights, so there should be an actual theatrical. So re-release. then they'll be re-releasing. Ooh, so it's getting a lot of love right now. So it's, yeah. it's such an interesting title because you know. Uh, a lot of people haven't seen it, and it's kind of like a smaller horror movie, even though it's on like a lot of top ten lists of all time. But a lot of people it evades a lot of people for the same reason because it's not available. Well, yeah, yeah. and it's a challenging film. Uh, yeah. and the bad thing is, like you said, a lot of people don't know about it. Like, uh, for example, I was telling somebody, I'm like, "Oh, we're going to show Suspiria in there." Is that, is that like Disturbia? And I'm like, <laughs> "Yes, exactly. exactly. It's just it's a remake. It's a remake of Disturbia with Rihanna music. So enjoy. <laughs> it's it's such an interesting title. So you know, there's been a 
perpetual for the last 10 years, someone trying to remake this movie, including Argento himself. Yeah. And and it's like, well, please don't make it Argento, first of all, but anybody but you. But I really was <laughs> interested in the David Gordon Green one. Um, that was the closest to getting made. Now I know it's it's apparently being made in Europe. All I know is Tilda Swinton, yeah. I know, is, in, is attached to it, which I like her a lot. Which, you know. huh? I, come on! I, mean, <laughs> I but, see what you did there. <laughs> it's, such a, it's it's so okay. So and that that one kind of perplexes me because the company is doing it isn't an American company. It's a Plan European company. So I don't even know if it'll be released mm. in America because the rights are in a different company. That's a possibility, That's, isn't wow. it? But then Argento is also making a serialized TV series. Of is Suspiria? It? Yeah. So just something set in a little ballet school. So like, a, like no, I think it's going to be like Twilight Zone. Oh, is it? oh, oh really? So, so different yeah. stories. Yeah. Okay. So it's not like going to be like Italian horror stories. Right. Uh, and that was Lady Gaga like a, a year and a half ago. Well, there's, so I don't know. How all much of this movement. stuff has always been in development hell, yeah. and I'm just yeah. kind of I wonder if it is including the Blu-ray, right? Which, yeah. Ironic. So there's enough, a lot of love, but nothing actually comes out of it. I think that's actually appropriate with this film, though, because this is one of those, yeah, you know, like kind of a litmus test film, kind of like the cool kids know the movie. Yeah, you well, know? what was? Do you remember the first time you saw it? Jesus? Yeah, I was at a party. Were you? I was at a, a I was a at a party. party. I was at a party playing, Suspiria. and they were playing Suspiria in the background, right? And like, were, were you with a coven of witches? <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna. It's trying to fucking rape me. Zombled a bit, but uh, it's, it, it looks like a penis on top. Well, no, and a butt on the. That's back. an inflation device, okay? You okay. know, just in case. This guy got to blow into it. Uh, <laughs> no, I was at a party and they were just playing in the background, right? And mm. which is kind of cool. I can kind of see that as a party yeah, film it's, because it, it's just, just so in the background. Was yeah. it playing on like a white sheet? Someone hung up. No, it was playing. Like that's on how big, I imagine it. It was playing on like at Billowing. the party they had like at the time the big screen TVs, but they were oh, yeah. like big big ass like tubes, a front projection with like, <laughs> no, like a big tube, oh, okay. like a big tube had a back on it, right? Got a little ass on it, yeah. And so I'm at a party and I'm drinking and I'm not even paying attention to it. But then all of a sudden, like, I just see these reds and all this shit. And I'm like, what the fuck are we watching? <laughs> like, oh, dude, it's a spirit. You should check it out. And I'm like, okay, cool. Because I've always been, I've always loved horror. And the guy who at the party with, he knew I love horror. So you, you like it. And I'm like, but there's party going on, right? So I was kind of <laughs> torn between the two. I was like, oh, cool, what the fuck? What, cool. What? And then like, so hey, how's it going? You know, and just, <laughs> you know. So it's uh, interesting because it's a movie you can i think watch with no audio mm-hmm. no because it's just visually striking i mean yeah. you can tell you because i mean hell let's just face it some of the audio is yeah uh, the dubbing is the dubbing <laughs> you know you, you get more of the story visually than anything yeah. else but i mean that's what they did um, you know yeah. for the first five times i watched it, i was like oh you- they're in a ballet school i didn't even know <laughs> Honestly, I'm not surprised with that because the the the, the plot is kind of thread bones for the most part. Yeah, because it's it's just all the visuals though, yeah. just the the sound design, just the meticulous it's just the it's, style. Yeah, the stylization of it. When is you just... said you saw it at a party, I was like, oh, that sucks. But I'm like, no, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. It's you a know, cool backdrop. That yeah. is a really cool backdrop. Really cool. That's actually props that, to them. Yeah. So maybe when next time we should throw a party with the spirit in the, the background. Back- yeah. Shit. Okay. Do you that's... imagine? I imagine like a real like swanky party, and that's. That's why I imagine the sheet. I imagine a lot of cocaine at this party. <laughs> Very decadent. And, uh, yeah, like uh, uh, lava lamps abound. <laughs> is, this maybe, the kind of, is this your sister some, experience? Some bean bags there, maybe. Yeah. You know. Ooh. And you just walk into the party. <laughs> Bling. Oh, forget. Are you kidding? Like, have you ever heard kind of the dance mix of it? Yeah. Okay, so it's now that you bring up the music. <sighs> So uh, good. It's music's great. <laughs> okay, so I heard the music because it was more accessible before I saw the movie, 
And hearing the music alone, you're like, okay. It's, it's even not like the, a traditional theme. No. This thing is like, there. it's, you know, six, seven minutes for the main theme. Mm-hmm. And there are chunks. I mean, it is a story in itself. It is waving in and out of completely different themes. And then even that. thundering. Yeah. Well, it, that, has anyone been able to see Goblin Live by any chance? Uh, they canceled the last show when they were here. Did they? So, they were oh, playing Deep Red entirety. The entirety of it? Yeah, and they canceled. Oh, man. And they canceled? Uh-huh. Did you have tickets? Oh, I was going to. Oh, Adam, I'm so sorry. That's horrible. Why did they cancel? I don't know. Um, that was two or three years ago in Lawrence, and they canceled oh, my that. Gosh. That's a bummer. I don't know. I probably asked Mr. Terry Taylor. I'm sure he knows. <laughs> That's because, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he was the reason they were coming. They were coming. Probably. Well, it's just so distinct and iconic. And the fact that it's really only, was it three of them? I believe. I think so. It wasn't the full. Which, yeah, because, you know, they'll, they'll bring on more musicians. But yeah. the core of it, it's a trio. That's insane to yeah. me because their sound is just so powerful and distinct and moving. I mean, you don't need to and see scary. the movie without. Very scary. Scary, scary. Like, just weird feeling. It's kind of, it's very similar to, and I'm trying to think of which came. So I think Exorcist came first, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the, Tubular it's Bells. Similar to Michael the Tubular. Yeah, it's very similar in, in tone. I think. Yeah. No, it's well. I mean, but the I, the theme is just. I mean, that's iconic. It's right? a crazy fucking theme, though. It's because you but know, it fits tubus, so well. Yeah, but you know, you, you think of like a traditional theme, and it's you know, it's normal. It goes through the the threads, and it repeats and it repeats and mm-hmm. it ends. And and that's like everything. You know, well, that's sure. your Halloween. That's your Psycho. That's yeah. Tubular Bells. Yeah. That's all of them. Suspiria, though, Suspiria is like, no, you listen to the entire album, and that's your story. That's your story, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there is a main theme, and it'll go through the whole everything. But even, like, the title, Suspiria, is like, that's a exhausting six, seven minutes or whatever Oh, the it entirety? Is. Yeah, the first yeah, part the of it? the first Suspiria opening credits. And talk about an opening it, credit scene. Jesus Christ. First of all. Christ. <laughs> just, like, you start. And Surprise. You, fucking start. you start. Yeah. You start that movie, and that's what, you know, you can't see that first five seconds of her coming out of the airport or terminal and not be just like, okay, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Because that that alone is just for no reason dramatic as fuck. Like, what the fuck, man? You've never seen anybody get out of an airport like that. (laughs) Well, I've never seen an airport look like that, you know? that's I don't know. I think that's very purposeful, though, because it does really... It's just you're unsettled from the get-go. You're not sure what it is. It's just a. It's just an untraditional storytelling in a lot well, of aspects. Well, that's the only scene that's lit normal. That's normal, yeah. Because once they she, go to the woods or past well, the woods, as soon as she gets in the car, is, yeah. she's starting to drive. She's driving into yellow and orange, and then it becomes red on her face and blue it's, on her face and red. On it's her a face fairy tale, there. you mm-hmm. know. She's going to this dream. She's down world. the rabbit hole. Yeah, mm-hmm. very. Yeah, very much mm-hmm. with the Alice. And in talk about my favorite director cameo ever. Argento plays the blind man. Really? That's yeah. That's Argento. His Wait. his a uh, scene where Wait, with he's the, with in the, the courtyard. Yeah, that's Argento in the courtyard. Just the gray, dark. Just that is just so was so engraved in my. That's the one thing where I'm like at the, the party. I just like had to sit down and like, okay, what's going on? You know, it's so bizarre. Like his that that entire character is is he's very crazy. surreal. Yeah, because it's it, you know if you. If you delete mm-hmm. his character, nothing really changes. But a but, lot does. But a lot does for the audience. Yeah. Nothing changes for her and her story, but a lot changes for us. And it's kind of like he is almost the audience in a way. Kind of, of the course, surrogate. Yeah. Until, and, and, until blind, he dies. and blind because you really don't know what's going on. And yeah. it's kind of appropriate. Yeah. Mm, so he's working on some, some other that, levels there. I'm Dude. not sure, but I think that is his one of his first, maybe only cameos. That he actually did yeah. like that? And it's, I mean... 
it's a role, you know. Yeah, I, yeah no, it's it's more than a can. I mean, he, he we don't want to give away, him, but, but yeah, yeah, we yeah he he, he plays part. That's I yeah I guess I didn't. I mean, he plays that. a bigger part than the, the handsome Pete guy that was in like. He's got new teeth. So, are, are we? Full, uh, do you guys do for a movie that's this old, full on spoilers? Oh, of course. No, yeah, right? no, that's what we'll, well say. It okay, right now. we'll say it right now. Spoiler, 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 spoiler. If you okay, right now, <laughs> starting now, if you have not watched this movie, turn it off and then come back after you see it with us yeah. the nineteenth. Well, the problem is, oh, that's true. Or because abroad. yeah, you guys have more people than just in Kansas City. Come on. Oh well, you oh, know, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, they they number in the. Tens of twenties. Uh, we're huge in uh, uh, China, oh, in Eastern it. countries. Wanna, we don't know why. We're we big think in we Japan. Talk, we talked of, literally. We talked about China once, and somehow you start we think trending it was a over there or something. And and it's maintained a little bit. Are we, you kidding? That's good though. I man. mean, for a while though, we were getting like five to ten thousand downloads in like various cities in China. <laughs> Really? So that just China, Japan, uh, <laughs> Sydney, uh, London, Italy. At this point, hopefully, talking right. you know nice about you know Argento here. Um, no, I I just really think um, that we're in number one. We're in for a treat. The, the, yeah. the, we've we, you were there. Just remember the Alamo. Mm-hmm. We've seen the print. It's fantastic. This is going to be your first screening. Yeah, this is going to be my first in the theater. In the theater screening. Yeah. That's what's I think the most exciting thing about these kind of being able to bring these kind of films to the big screen is for a lot of us it's going to be the first time we see these yeah. in the theater like this. Well, and what's cool about this, and you know, as beautiful as the print looks, one of the the things people don't think about with with film is that there's well depends on depend depends on the print. It, it, there's an audio disc that goes with it, so an actual like DVD quality like that that'll play in sync with it, or if it's an older print, it'll play off the actual film. Right. And this one in particular plays off the, the actual film. And it's a very bombastic sounding yeah. film. It is very loud because, you know, well, the movie itself is not so so loud. But the music yeah. is, you know, there's no, uh, you know, maintaining or clipping. Oh, yeah. No, that's. And it is loud as all fucks it is incredible that's going to be phenomenal because once again like this this is a visual very visual audio movie it's yeah. a, it's total immersion when you do it in a theater yeah. like that yeah. uh well you know we've talked about it <laughs> we should get like maybe like 4k or like 4d and do like a william castle thing for suspiria like we release a dog <laughs> oh god or like like all of a sudden maggots and just like throw <laughs> everywhere you and your william castle here I know, lately i, I know you've I, been uh, man. I, I, i'm on a william castle kick maybe we'll do that at movie night sometime there we, <laughs> every, there's a rice special right and, and just, just rice just throw <laughs> rice like a wedding yeah, <laughs> everyone, everyone for some reason has a plate of rice in front of him and then you're up there bon like, i didn't know you liked eating maggots, maggots. <laughs> true story <laughs> i actually got kicked out of a theater uh at a screening of arachnophobia and i had a bunch of fake spiders i threw out in the midst of it which <laughs> i was doing that because i was insecure because spiders still scare me and so i was I, like i gotta give you a hand on that one that's, that's pretty amazing. very nice dude very nice i was a junior in high school i didn't know any better <laughs> just gosh such an idiot but uh. um the score for this film you know we've talked about it on the podcast before a good score becomes kind of a character in the movie and this one truly qualifies like yeah. that because if you had if you took away the score from the movie it would be a, to- it, it would be a different it, movie right yeah, i don't think it would have the same yeah. effect i mean really you it, it, they go that well hand in hand and i don't yeah. think it's a, like a critique on the film it's just that's how strong the score is and just how fortunate we are we have that one yeah it's a, it's a, a driving score it really is do you think do you think it's the best goblin that's a good that's a good question best goblin i'm partial to um creepers myself i really like that one because i think it has a very and this is not a critique as well but it's got a very video game feel to it 
in the way it's, it's structured. It's, 80s. it's yeah. very eighties, and I think I kind of I gravitate towards that just instinctively. But I love that one, like the so there's a lo- just love it. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go Dawn of the Dead. I know. As I say, so there's uh, a I'm lot of go people Dawn that are Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, because well, it's Dawn, so good. Dawn of the Dead. Not only was it so good, but it was my first introduction to Goblin. Okay. Oh yeah. So they kind of cemented its place. In Who did Day of the Dead? Uh, I shit. It's all. It's also on vinyl. I looked at it recently. It's uh. It's not Goblin. It's uh. But they Hob do Goblin. <laughs> well, you know, in that um. Because I actually prefer the Day of the Dead soundtrack. I like it a lot. It's Dawn actually of kind Dead. of underrated. It's really. Under- it's very. It's uh, creepy. Yeah, it's, it's scarier sounding. I than... think it's almost ambient. A little bit more ambient mm-hmm. than the one in Dawn. It's a good one, right? I mean, it it's is, really good. The it's gr- one that I, I really would love to own. That, I love the fact that uh, the gorillas sample that little oh, bit. Oh, uh, M1A1? Yeah. all Actually, some of the zombie films out there are scored ridiculously well. I love it now. <laughs> the minute we talk about this, both Genius and Adam are looking to pull up some, uh, I, I would assume, music cues here. Which is just damn near just charming in today's day and age. <laughs> yeah. Are you looking it up? Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to figure Day out the which Dead one. soundtrack. The, well, the, yeah. Because um, that's another one I need to buy. It's because it's really good. I haven't I mean, seen a vinyl of it. I'm sure there is one. There I is. Wanna, but I'm, I want like a good, like, oh, it's a good Walter. It's one of those, like, waxworks ones or where waxworks. they're really there is good. A, there is a waxworks one. Yeah. See, they're playing it right on the, on the yellow vinyl, on oh, the YouTubes. <laughs> God damn it. I'm sold out for years. It's well, and that's the other thing that's kind of nice is um, we're I was pulling some prizes for the Suspiria screening and I found Conan the Barbarian on vinyl, which for me is one of the not a holy grail, but it's up there for me just because it's so just wonderful. But I recently picked up the Friday the 13th Part 3 one. Uh, that's the one with the, the disco the theme. Dance. Is that the original release? Or no, no, it's the, the, it's the Waxworks that Gary Pullen did work yeah. on. Because love that guy. It was really cool. He was the one that pointed out. It? Yeah, yeah. The no, cover is really cool. It's great. I didn't know. I didn't go over the 3D one because that was way too expensive for yeah. me. But uh, it was pretty fantastic. Oh, this part right here. See, this is a really... I think this is his best intro to movie. Oh, it's frightening. And the city is just like... Decimated. Yeah. Just the... the as much as I, you know... As much as I like the various intros of Dawn of the Dead and the different the various cuts, intros, yeah. I, I really yeah. like the studio, the TV studio. It's cool. It's really cool. It's a mm-hmm. little long. A little long. Um, it's a 70s movie. Night There's always Dead some pacing. Has a great intro. I don't know. I kind of dig the the whole, uh, everybody, the newscaster like going, going nuts and bullshit. I it's think just it's a really little, good. I like it. It's just a little tiny too long, like maybe a minute or two long. And, well, that shows you what power, power of a minute, man. It can throw <laughs> yeah. you off. It can just unsettle you. But then the Day of the Dead is like the most. Um, well, first of all, I think it starts with the calendar, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's oh like, the calendar oh. scene that fucked me over. That like and that's just Wah! like yeah. That's how he starts the movie, and then she's flying into the city, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. She, she's awakened. God damn that that is an intro. Yeah, there's no. That, it's quick. Mm-hmm. It's just like scary as fuck. That's I think maybe his scariest moment in any of his movies. I think. It's good. Well, in jump, I mean, it's his person oh, jump scare, probably. I'll tell you, with Romero, um, with Argento, and all of them, those are the guys that when I saw those films the first time, I realized, like when I saw Suspiria the first time, I was really young. Um, I just had rented it because it looked cool, and I watched it, and I remember watching it, going, "I don't understand what's going on," but I kind of, I think it's, 
it's cool. Like yeah. I would yeah. just, I kind of knew there was yeah. something cool about because I was raised on slashers, right? You know, just and seeing that, I mean, it's a totally different kind of film. Cause, but like Romero is the same kind. You mm-hmm. know, when I saw Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, I mean, those were like, I was like, what am I watching? Well, because like you like, said, like you're growing up in slashers. I was growing up. I was a gore hound. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I a movie. It wasn't a good movie there's to some me. Sweet gore and suspense. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's but it didn't you, have, you a, have a. You, there's both a, a a crossover, and I'm I think I'm right between you guys. Like if you you are you on slashers and you're on gore, hound, gore. and that's where the Italian category comes mm-hmm. in, and that's not really just giallo, but everything. Like they, right. they loved gore and they loved really crazy kill scenes and really really stylized movies, garish, crazy. wonderful, I mean, full she yeah. like, the beyond. Uh, you saw the print we we both saw. That was that's one of I mean that. Yeah. As time goes on, that movie gets closer and closer, I think, to my love for Suspiria. Wow. The really? That is just, just like, kind of a grower. It is just... Well, I've always loved it. But that day, we, when we saw that, that 35 print, it was... First of all, we, I don't think either one of us knew it was on 35 that time. Mm-mm. Oh, that's cool. It looked perfect until like last reel. It was... And that's when we found. That's when you knew. But it was... It's just such a crazy fucking movie. And these Italian directors... And Romero... <laughs> Arguably, is one because there were producers on his films. Yeah, his big films. I know that that's a good consideration, actually. And his style is a little bit more restrained than theirs, but his storytelling is as ambitious, I think, at times. Sure. Um, but I guess we're we're talking Suspiria. No, so. no, that's okay. No, no, that's, but no, that we, was we, wild tangents. Yeah, no, but that that's how it goes on Nightmare Junkhead. We just oh, any of those because you talk about Goblin and then you get off. I mean, we're in the same circle. I yeah, guess. no, 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 right. absolutely. It's horror, and yeah. uh, it's it still all ties to the fact that you know we were exposed to these films at various you know parts Stages of our adventures. Alive, and, yeah. and what's cool with this film is coming back to it. I hadn't watched it. Um, first time I rewatched it was back when I was living up in Lawrence. That was probably like 12, Suspiria. 13 years ago. Yeah. yeah. I hadn't rewatched it since I was a little kid. Saw it at Liberty. I'm like, I need to rewatch this. And I was just, this was the time though, watching it, I was just kind of taken by the fact that it is a great horror movie. Like it's genuinely unsettling and yeah. scary. Um, and it wasn't, and it was doing it in such a weird artistic way. I, I felt I felt smarter watching it. I'm like, ah, this is like pre- pretentious horror films, yeah. you know, because I know there are the, those people that I can't stand because they're just so snobbish when it comes to their horror movies. Like, if you don't like Suspiria, you're shit, which, it's, you know, it, you know what? Yeah, it's a great. Don't get this wrong. We love Suspiria. If oh. you don't like it, we're not going to ostracize you. Yeah, so yeah, no. Opinions are invalid. Well, when, we, when we were at I the Dismember there's... the Alamo screening, there was, a, there was a couple next to me and the guy was just like, that was crap. At yeah. the end of it, and I, I didn't want to say anything, and I didn't say anything because it's you know, Philistine, you know, just start calling him blasphemer and like throw fucking shit. Well, at and him. I, I, I get it though because you know he was the same guy actually didn't like the strangers when they showed yeah. that, and you know that one is to me is one of the just scariest films. It, yeah. the oh my god, the, yeah, the, the implication, <laughs> the implications. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, it's not a movie for, it's not, it's not a mainstream movie. In no, not no, no. And if you're gonna go expecting like like a hatchet but movie, I don't think it's an or. You know, people. I think because of his style, people people like to label it as an art house movie, but I don't think it has the substance for an art house movie. It, I think it's a visual or, or lack of or substance lack of, right. for an art house movie. I think, uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's a very straightforward movie, really. Um, but it's just th- so artistic. Minimal, yeah, it's told very minimally. Yeah, in terms yeah. of dialogue. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's very uh, yeah, sparse. So it, it, the first time you see it, it is. It's very easy to miss stuff and not understand really what's happening. Yeah. And, and I, I think that's in, I think I do think that's intentional. And I do think though the strength of the film though is if 
like I said, I knew I didn't understand it, but it didn't alienate me because I right. was like, I really need to understand this. Like if I can, but it pays, it, it, it rewards those who pay attention. Sure. You yeah, know what sure. I'm saying? I mean, some movies are like junk food movies or popcorn movies, like, whatever. This is a movie that, you know, you, once you sit down and I'm glad it's being shown in like Alamo as opposed to like AMC 30 mm-hmm. or something, you know, just sit down and just watch it you know just watch the movie well that's the one thing and i will thank you just in terms of the culture theater culture we have here in kansas city thanks to screenland yeah thanks definitely we have some of the best theaters here with the best people to watch them with which i love because that's the other thing i'm looking forward to this is seeing it with a crowd man like there's gonna be some first timers there you know which is fantastic (laughs) i I really can't wait to get the first timers first timers are so that's my favorite thing because i think most people when they see this movie if they can get if you can sit somebody down in a a theater without interruptions and make somebody watch suspiria start to finish they're probably going to walk out really liking that movie the problem is or confused as shit this movie would be probably be i think fairly low rated on like a netflix yeah, um, because I, a lot of yeah. people would turn it off. I think. Oh yeah, well, yeah, and nowadays, you especially know, with the, the paint blood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's it's the garishness, man. It's yeah. just it's just so bombastic and in your face and unapologetic about it as well, which I love. Because um, like all of Argento's are just mean movies. Yeah, they're all just really <laughs> yeah, mean. Yeah, because there are some mean kills movies. in Suspiria. Yeah. Um, so I, what? what, what What's your, what scene sticks out to you, each of you, as your uh, scene that when you think of Suspiria... When I think of it? That's your scene. Oh. I already said it. Uh, For the graveyard? The blind, no, the blind man in the, in the courtyard. In the courtyard. In the courtyard, just like the whole empty uh, Are you town talking about square. His, his kill? Yeah. His, the town square, just so, so how dark and gray. You know what's incri- and, insane about that? I have never ever been able to actually see the witches flying no that's just it right uh, right uh, that's the one thing i remember Do you I was know like, that there's witches flying in that scene really there's shadows of witches flying in that scene i've never noticed that because you could hear it full you on could always hear oh, it. yeah 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 i mean you can hear full on flying witch broomstick that's so cool so you saw it too i did blew me away and that was one of the things that it was the first time okay you're gonna have to point it out to me oh no no you'll see it yeah okay it's very clear okay that's what's and that scene I, but that, that scene, like that scene, just like crazy now for me because I was yeah. just like looking at, I was like looking at the, I was watching the movie and just like it's just, it struck me because it's supposed to be a busy courtyard main. There's big gothic building and it's just empty and it's just him and everything's just gray and black and the white moon just like that was the palette that they were going for and everything. Well, and I think that's it's, pretty minimal in the score too because you hear his footsteps and that's like all you hear. Like, yeah. Yeah, because they, that was it's the sound that's menacing yeah. with everything yeah. that's coming in, and then well, all of a sudden out of no- gargoyles. Yeah, but and- then I noticed the one when, like later on, one of the gargoyles was kind of like not there anymore, and that was kind of like yeah, the the very main one, the yeah. one that looks like the devil. And so then, oh, and so then you can actually see the I, I believe the witch flies across the gargoyle gar- yeah. gargoyles. Really? Yeah. Huh. And changes so, the scene for me, and I like it even more. I'll have to check it out then on that one. But then then when the, when the kill happens. <laughs> It just kind of like I was not expecting. F- I was not expecting him to go out the way he went yeah. out. I was just like, "No fucking shit!" It's you know? a very omen kill for me. It, it, it's an omen kill. Yeah, I like it, that. That that kill is it's different than the other ones. It almost made me sad though. Mm-hmm. That kill made me sad because it's like, I, I, okay, and it's the only so one that gonna... doesn't happen on campus, right? True. Yeah, that's well, no, 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 well, no, no. The main one, the first one, happened at uh, oh, her that's... apartment. Oh right, yeah, that's just true. off campus, right? Yeah, yeah. off campus, off campus so, living. Off campus. If you re- it's really weird. If you read that, it's that she, like, 
it's very weird to read the full-on synopsis of this movie because there's stuff in the synopsis that don't translate to me at all um, that are very connected, but we'll get back to that. So yeah. that scene is insane, though. It's fantastic. It's I, That's that's the one that just visually... When you say, when just, someone says when Suspiria, Suspiria you, that's the one that I think yeah. you trigger. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably have to go with the opening kill. That one, because I, again, remember... That one's dope, though. Just seeing it the first time, again, as a young little Greg, I was just like, what? I mean, I knew it was horrific, you know, because it's obviously... But I was just, like, like just transfixed going, Does, do things... Can can things look like this in real life? Like, and, and what those am I Italian, doing wrong? Those Italians add insult to injury. Well, you know, and that's, I'm... Like, what was your, so that's a very in-depth kill. Yeah, uh, what's, what's the, your favorite aspect of that? So the build-up is incredible. The build, well, the build-up yeah. is fantastic, and I it, being raised on the Carpenter movies, you know, some of the more slow burns, so the fog, Halloween. I liked that kind of stuff. I liked the kind of the ramping up. Now, granted, that one gets accelerated really quickly, <laughs> um, but I think I hmm, best part of it. I for me, it's not it's not an individual. It is just the lead up to everything. It's just it's the journey with that the, part. The lamp and the eyes and the eye, the eyes always oh. fucked me up. And the eyes still work for me, man. It's still it's so minimal. I think that it's, it's like I think it's also the hand or the arm because it's it's uh, it's otherworldly. It's got long bizarre. fingernails and it's hair, got the hair and yeah, the hair and again just little details like because it that, looked like a woman's, but it could be a man's. You know yeah, what I'm that, saying? That, that was like, like a warlock or something. You know, <laughs> right? It's Julian uh, Sands because out of nowhere. Welcome to class. <laughs> Actually, I was anticipating that little kid from Salem's Lot to just be at the window, just like Fuck scratching. Fuck that kid. <laughs> Fuck that kid. I hate that kid. That's horrible. No, but actually, it was just the build up to that and just the little details again, like a, that arm. Mm-hmm. That arm, even to this day, knowing where it's coming, it's just like still like, fuck, that's just, that's, that so unnerves weird. me. Mm-hmm. It is. Anything that I know shouldn't happen, but yet still has the possibility of happening. That fucks with me. Yeah. And being in that dreamlike state, yeah. when you don't know what's real and what's not, and then what really can happen and what cannot, that fucks with me, man. Dream warrior! Right, right? My dream warrior is not to shit my pants, you right. know? My power, you know? <laughs> the diaper man! Oh, God, I'm good. Oh, no. What about it's... you, man? Um, so mine's not a kill scene. Okay, no, that's... The, the scene after the girls all have to stay in, in the same room together... And and they hear the, the snore. The snore. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love that. It's scene. a disturbingly creepy it's scene. It's a weird scene. Yeah, it is. And, and it looks so yeah. cool. It's got that pink, bright red and pink backlight, and then they're just like a cool blue, and they're both like losing yeah. their minds and yeah. kind of piecing it together though. Like there's. And that's like really like the midpoint in the movie where it's okay. Something weird is going on. Yeah, I, there's definitely something here. out of normal. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's when they w- learn that the person who's not supposed to be there, who's supposedly not there, is there. Is there? Yeah. Oh, and that yeah. scene is just so crazy to me. Like the build, it's such a weird build up, and it's shot crazy, crazy as fuck. It blows my. I watch. Are you trying like, to like how are I they? watch it and I'm just like, how the fuck. It's the camera angles are so impressive in that in that in that movie or in that like little scene. It's just like crazy, crazy as fuck. <laughs> and, and it's probably the most dialogue heavy scene outside of well, snore heavy. Out snore of heavy. Uh, when she goes off campus and learns all the all the yeah, witch stuff, stuff the that's going stuff. on. Because um, they are like whispering, like, "Well, what do we do? I don't know what's going on. She's not supposed to be there. Do you hear that snore?" Yeah, yeah. and, and honestly, it's after all this crazy shit of. What's happening with, with other, her mm-hmm. and like the bug and the maggots or whatever and all this stuff, and then you get to that scene and it's just like, okay, well she's got a buddy in it, and I like their little buddy system. They're gonna they're gonna figure it uh-huh. out. Um, oh yeah, it's uh, and it's just the first step I think to the end of the movie, and it's just such a cool scene. It does work really well. 
It really does. Yeah, that's, it does. Well, and that's what's kind of cool. As a filmmaker, then, how much does, like, have you ever tried to just, for shits and giggles, like, recreate any of that? So I have an obsession. Uh-oh, a, here we a go. Small, <laughs> a small obsession with not really recreating, um, like, any scenes from it. But I really want to make a, a play version of this. Ooh. Oh. Interesting. Okay. Huh. Like, that's my, I think my, one of my goals in, like, next 10 years is to find a way to... Uh, make this for the stage because I think it, it lends itself. To I think that. it could. I think the challenge and you is just how to recreate that scene, scene. Yeah, yeah. with yeah. the lighting, yeah, with because you you're you're opening the you know the mind's eye is your camera, so yeah. you're not going to be able to do anything that. So it's all going to be like, ooh, that would be. I uh, think it could be really cool. Yeah, because you really but probably could, really you could, daunting. Though. You could change yeah. it a little bit to where there's really only like two or three sets sure and make it work yeah um well yeah i mean you're gonna have to adjust anything for that that's uh, but i think it'd be dude, incredible as a, a stage you know stage play we know a lot of talented people that could you know maybe make this happen and that's, i think uh, that's cool. you know uh, a big part is the score and i think having that played live, live? would be crazy oh man <laughs> and, and then uh oh man you know, i'm just imagining like in my head that would be uh, i've gotten a little far with this idea like thought it out and like what i would change to make it work in the play and and seeing like i'm imagining the beautiful transitions and scenes and the you know the blue and the red wash lights and different weird transitions and cam you know art pieces kind of mm-hmm. to transition these scenes that you can't really do in the movie that would work in a weird you could do way. like yeah you could do like really weird angled sets you know that so they kind of focus on an area yeah. um, almost force like perspective, perspective type yeah, thing, with yeah. some of that stuff ooh that, man man that'd be good that dude. would be really cool that'd be good so th- th- that's like uh, I don't have an obsession with really. You know, I've never like been like, oh, I want to remake if I remake this, blah, blah, blah. But I've been like, this would be a great, be amazing horror like play. Play, yeah. And a very, I think, fairly low key in terms of like two or three sets. Yeah. And just make them work. It, mm-hmm. It'd be very intimate. Very um, intimate. And, would, I mean, the cast is really small. Yeah. Really. I mean, there's like main players. There's, you're talking like four, four or people. five. Yeah, four yeah. or five easily. Um, which is a small cast and, yeah. and, and, you know, wardrobe simple. There's not a lot really going on. You have a couple opening. of nineties for the wardrobe. Yeah. yeah. It's a cool, I, you know, I'm thinking like you need like a, an apartment that can also be converted over to her dorm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you need like a, a, a main hall and then you, and then really like, that's it. Like you can convert the rest of the sets. I mean, you probably yeah. cut his scene, you know, out in the French courtyard, sure. but that could just happen, you know, up front in a black set with white, Lights, you know, you can no, that's nice actually. No, that's that's actually that. pretty cool. That's actually uh, really cool. So I thought I thought it out pretty far, like using the uh, most of the script and and getting it to work in like an hour. Throw some rice play. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you totally can. Well, you know they've got like the the musicals, like Evil Dead the musical, Reanimator yeah. the musical. Does there is there in, like There's a no call for this? I've like, looked. Well, I've looked. I'm like, there, that's, that's interesting. There, yeah. There's been some uh, that they did. I, I didn't get a chance to see, but I really wanted to. They did a version of a, a stage play of Ponty. Okay. So that's that's kind of what like made me further my investigation. That it can be done. Yeah. Because they pulled things off in that very simply, but beautifully. And and that play was incredible. Did you get to see it? Yeah. I wanted to. I couldn't, I, I couldn't get tickets. Is that the living room? Oh really? They, they sold out. Incredible. Yeah, yeah they, they sold, sold out every show. All, every show. I couldn't get tickets, and I. So that gives me hope too. I'm like, no shit, because especially for, for Pontypool of all yeah. things, yeah. that's some underground next level. Not next level, but like but it's obscure. Yeah. It's it's not like oh we're gonna recreate Night of the Living Dead. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. it's it's something very few except 
well, man, this is something now that you say it, like I you would can really, kind of visualize do, it, yeah, right? I totally yeah. can because it would be, but I think, and I think the cool thing is, is it's a challenge, but if you get the right people that want to be challenged and conquer that challenge, and I mean, I mean, really talking only two girls. Yeah. Cause a lot of the movie you is, and, and you know, in my, my top 10, like horror movies or whatever, those would be movies. I love, um, a really good paranoid horror movie <laughs> and, and, you know this and like the Plansky movies, uh, or Argento oh. movies have many like women in trouble and paranoia is going on abound, and they're my you know my favorite types of movies and, and same thing with my love for Cronenberg. Um, <laughs> it's you know all these people also have a lot of body horror things going sure. on, but the 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 base theme is is there's a lot of paranoia and you don't really know who to believe and you can't really trust your main character and those are my favorite th- types of stories at all and. And uh, and Suspiria is to me the ultimate because she is losing her shit. Yeah, yeah, she is. And, and finally a... has a, a a friend who's like, I'm gonna take the plunge with you. And I don't know. And of course, she's the one. Who she took the it. plunge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she literally. Um, but it's just it's just such a fucking good. It's such a simple movie that's play that plays on one girl's fears. Really. Yeah. I, I and it, it, that's. It's just, it's it's hard to not praise this film. Yeah. Just in terms of all everything that it does so well and so right. Um, like I said, I'm really interested in seeing people who've seen this for the first yeah. time. I really and want to see And honestly, their, you know, people that are going to be able to see this for the first time in the theater honestly, then. Like me. Uh, yeah. I'm excited. Or like us. Last time we saw it, we both saw fucking witches that are, that's a massive right? point that we've never seen. Yeah. And the, well, I mean, that's also the theater experience, man. Yeah. I mean, this is why I'm glad I'm getting out more. This is why I'm glad we get to do things like this yeah. because, you know, even if you're not going out and seeing, you know, the, the, the new stuff, that's fine. You know, you know, promote when you can, but when you get to do shit like this, I mean, that's special. This man. is definitely this is, a cult classic. This is it's, a cult classic. Yeah. It's, and you know, the fact that, like I said, in Kansas city, we have such a cool cinema scene here mm-hmm. with thanks to you, man. I mean, that's awesome, which and, you know, the fact that we get to do our movie nights there, um, you know, we can host all this stuff. It's just fun because we, ge- you know, when Genius and I host, we are genuinely enthusiastic. Love these yeah. movies. We love this. Yeah. You know, and you're going to be up there with us anyway, you know. Yep. So it's, um, I'm I'm anxious for this. So any last thoughts on this? Because um, on this episode, you're going to be hearing yourself, hopefully. So if you were at the show and you talked to us <laughs> afterwards, we're going to have a little segment where we're getting your guys' thoughts. And I know... Uh, it's going to be fantastic because, you know, the people listening to the show are brighter than us, smarter than us, more insightful, funnier, you know, all that stuff. Let's hope so. Let's I think so. so. I, I think, think so. so. All right, man. So anything to add on Suspiria? Suspiria. Yeah, it's, I think it's, a, it's a movie you could like, you could just talk about. I mean, scene by scene, that's just, there's a lot in it. That's There's a lot going on. There's just, it inspires discussion, and conversation. I, I mean, there's a lot of just like beautiful, creative stuff that's just done better than it's ever been done and and you know it's one of the movies where i'm sure after he made it he was like fuck i'm out you know you gotta think that it's it's one of those those things where it's just such a damn good movie it really is it really is and um i'm glad you're gonna be there to appreciate it i thank you for coming on and talking about it because i knew when when we were doing this i was like there's only one person i want on this episode (laughs) man like if we can't get adam that's horrible so i guess until next week this is greg d and i'm genius mcgee and we will see you in your dreams